SVOD spending in the US has grown strongly for the last decade, but with the industry entering its mature phase, will spending continue to increase? We discuss the many factors affecting it. Listen on to hear more. edition of Inside the Stream. This is Will Richmond from Video News, and that was Colin Dixon from Endscreen Media at the top. Uh, hey Colin, we took a week off last week because I was traveling for personal reasons, but we are back in the saddle this week. How's everything going? It's going great, Will. I'm still suffering a little bit from a, from a cold I picked up while I was in the UK, but other than that, I'm doing really well. Um, I tell you what, though, I'm a a bit annoyed at the folks at Peacock. I upgraded my subscription to uh, ad-free because uh, I've been using this using the service a lot and uh, tuned into a live soccer game and was really annoyed that they made me watch an ad before they let me join the game in progress. I don't know what's going on there, but I, I guess paying for ad-free viewing means something different to me than it does to the folks at Peacock. Yeah, I mean, it feels like the definition of free should be pretty much, we should have a consensus of what that means, uh, and yet it seems like we don't. So we'll add that to our list of mysteries yet to be solved. Uh, apparently not. Maybe a subject for us to revisit again sometime in the future. But okay. uh, why don't we get started? Let's yeah. Let's talk about, uh, let's start out by talking about a couple of news stories that we saw in the news this week. Um, yeah, and I think you are getting us started, are you not? I think I am. And, you know, one of these, uh, I don't know if our listeners caught this in the news or not, but uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul purchased Redbox. And there was some really good news for them because apparently things are coming back with, <laughs> with the rental industry. Uh, they, report, they were reporting some results and were really pleased to say that they saw a big increase in rentals through the kiosks and also a big increase in transactional VOD through the Redbox client. And they say that uh, Avatar, The Way of Water, and the premiere of Creed 3, there was simultaneous release of this movie called Plane at the kiosks. And they're very optimistic for the future, Will. So maybe the movie industry is finally coming back. Although we looked at some data earlier that showed that there were still precious few releases last year. 103, I think they said, in the deadline article we were looking at, which is well below the normal of 140 or 150 theatrical releases every every year. So, But anyway, it seems like there's life in that old dog yet. So is this to say that streaming was just a fad after all, and we're going to come? We're all going to come back to getting discs at the red box in the grocery uh, store. I'm pretty sure that is not going to happen, Will. But uh, maybe I don't know, maybe Colin. things will bounce back a little bit for for the traditional. Yeah, I don't know. I've industry. I've always been a I've always been a little suspect about this whole streaming thing. I've never really <laughs> thought that it was going to be a permanent. Just like the internet, it's still. Not clear to me that that fad has not why the fad hasn't ended. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But anyway, look, what what did you see? What what caught your eye in the news this week? Well, this is not like rock your world kind of stuff, but um, I continue to be intrigued about 
what is happening uh, with the big services internationally. And we certainly talked about that in India not long ago. But um, Amazon relaunching MGM Plus International, adding a bunch of Lionsgate content to it. And that, again, this is not, you know, big, big news, but certainly helps strengthen Amazon's hand internationally. And I think just goes to show that the, um, you know, the battle, the streaming battle is global now. This is not just a U.S. thing the way it used to be. It's all over the world, every country in the world, the biggest players are devoting resources to and upping their games. So can't not pay attention to what Amazon is doing. And so that hit my radar. Yeah, yeah. And they have a great platform for selling that, Will. I assume that they'll be pushing it pretty hard through Amazon channels and through the Prime client, which seems to have done some great things for folks like Discovery and Eurosport, which of course is owned by Discovery in those markets. They're always talking about how successful the relationship, the partnership with Amazon has been. So I imagine it's going to do great guns for them with uh, MGM Plus there too, MGM Plus International there too. So yeah, good, uh, probably probably a good move for them and a good way to continue to monetize the library that they picked up uh, when they purchased MGM a, few, a couple of years ago. For a big number, by the way, that was an eight and a half million billion dollar. That was their biggest acquisition ever. And so actually second biggest after Whole Foods. Um, so there are expectations that that thing is going to pay out for them in some way. So here comes the international service. Uh, anyway, I think we're ready to get onto the meat of things. We, we do like to try to pride ourselves here at Inside the Stream on helping provide answers to questions that are out there in the industry. But we can't have all the answers, Colin. So this week we're going to talk more about questions and answers. And uh, I think, a, you know, pretty interesting topic just highlighting all the cross currents that are going on in the industry. And this is triggered by a report from Ampere Analysis, which you read and you are going to get us started on. Yeah, yeah. And when it first caught my eye, Will, it turns out it was misquoted. <laughs> so the quote I saw was from a piece in um, uh, TV technology. And basically it said that SVOD services have peaked in the US and uh, Ampere anticipated them declining 8% uh, by 2027, spending on, on them by 2027. Where it turns out that's not actually what Ampere said. Ampere said that video spending in the US had peaked uh, in 2022 and that they were going to decline by, uh, by 8%. That was going to decline, not necessarily SVOD. But it really set me off thinking, I know that I've, I've heard in the industry other analysts saying that they thought SVOD might have peaked. Um, and so I started to really dig around to try and find data to either support or refute that. And so I, I there were a couple of, I'll, I'll quote a couple of the pieces that I saw that I thought were interesting. One was that Kantar Media says that now SVOD penetration in the US is 89%, which uh, by the way is higher than, a higher penetration than pay TV ever achieved. I count pay TV as peaking at 88.3% back in 2013. That was the deepest penetration it got. And you got to believe that if it's penetrate, if penetration is your measure, 89%, it 
can't go much higher than eighty nine percent. Will I don't know about I don't know about you, but I would. It might sneak into the nineties, I suppose, but it will never reach a hundred percent in the U.S. Um, or anywhere for that matter. So I guess there's, all, there's always going to be somebody who just refuses to stream. There's they, always I won't, there's always I will somebody. not stream. <laughs> I will not stream. I will not stream. I will not. Well, stream. it's more. It's more. There will always be people who will refuse to pay to pay to watch. It, that's always been the case. It's higher right. in some markets, lower in Fair others. Um, so they will stream. They will stream, but only free. Yeah. They will only stream free. They will not pay to stream. I will not pay to stream. That's that's exactly right. Um, <laughs> the but but that doesn't mean to say just because the penetration growth has slowed almost to a crawl, it doesn't mean to say that we're not still adding SVOD services, and we are. Apparently, uh, TiVo's video trend support shows that we added 1.1 services last last year. Um, we're now paying for 7.6 paid video services. That would also include virtual MVPDs and, and pay TV, etc. So there's some growth still happening there. So... Um, I'm actually, I, I can't make up my mind um, if SVOD has peaked or not. A couple of other data points that... Can I just interrupt you for yeah, a second, Colin? I just, just so we're clear on what we're, the kind of question that we're trying to debate or discuss today is, Ampere um, says that average spend per household is going to decline by 8%. In 2027, for, that's video. For all that's video, video services. all video spend, right? So that's inclusive of SVOD and pay TV. And I think that we, as you and I were discussing this before the call started, the podcast started, I think we were agreeing that we agree with that. Right, but primarily, right. we agree with that because pay TV, its cord cutting is going to continue to be a big problem, and as a result, it's going to pull the whole total video spend down. But what we're really trying to focus on is SVOD. what is SVOD spending yeah. going to be on an average per household basis yeah. five years from now. And what we were starting to kind of get into before and what we're going to talk about here is all the different factors that influence what SVOD spending per household is going to be five years from now. We have about a half a dozen, six or seven criteria or different attributes that are going to affect it. So we're just to signal to listeners, we're trying to kind of answer that question or address that question. I mean, not necessarily answer it. Right, right. So certainly the data that TiVo put out last year, this year rather, showing growth in the number of services that we have, that's still increasing. And I got to tell you, I think it's going to continue to increase, Will, at least in the short term. I think we're still filling out all of the little niches that we want content in. If you think about it, for me, I don't get enough British stuff, so I subscribe to BritBox because I I like that type of content. I like Factual, so I subscribe to Curiosity Stream. So I think we aren't done filling out all of the services that we want. And I think to some extent that's going to see us continue to add SVOD services. So that sort of would suggest that spending is going to go up just on that basis, right? Um, well, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I, so, yeah. Um, you know, we're going to continue to add services. And so our spending on SVOD 
probably, I think, at least could go up for the next couple of years. I mean, the basic formula is, as you know, most listeners know, the basic formula is P times Q, price times quantity. Yep. And you just articulated why the quantity is likely to continue to increase as people fill out their personal portfolios of the number of services. And then I'll just for a moment address P, prices. And I would say that, you know, prices are only going in one direction. <laughs> there's, there's just no world in which prices of SVOD services are coming down. So, you know, if we immediately agree P times Q, both P and Q are going up, then that leads kind of to the calculation, the conclusion that uh, average spend per household and total market size of SVOD is only going to increase. That's sort of the core, but then there are these other sort of four or five winds that are blowing that I think we wanted to talk about as well that could potentially impact the number of, uh, you know, what that number sorts out yeah. at, or, or maybe, or maybe upends the basic P times Q that we're talking yeah. about. I don't know. Yeah. So you get us started. What's the number one thing for you? Well, the next impact is fasts, right? So yeah. Yeah. they're clearly having an impact on the market. I was looking at uh, the TiVo data and they basically, they track spending, um, excuse me, they, they track time spent watching by business model. And what they show is that between 2021 and 2022, Q4 2021 and 2022, that how the time we spent on a daily basis with fasts more than doubled from 10% of our viewing time to 23%, almost 24% of our viewing time, Will. And uh, most of the decrease, because we're, we're not, you know, we've only got so much time to watch. Um, so somebody had to lose. The big loser, of course, was pa traditional pay TV, which dropped from 38 to 32. But they also show a small drop in SBOD viewing from 31% of our time to 30% of our time. So SVOD lost a little bit of viewing. So that clearly shows that fasts are having an impact. Now, I clearly, because we continue to spend more on SVOD services, that didn't impact the amount we were spending or the number of services that we have because we continue to add those as well. So, but, but the question is, if... If this continues to grow, if fasts continue to grow, will that really start to cap the growth in SVOD spending and SVOD viewing? That's the big question. I mean, I, I can tell you that some SVOD services, I mentioned CuriosityStream before, they've launched a fast channel. Could that in some way satisfy the factual itch that some people have enough that they don't need to subscribe to another service to to watch so i don't know um what do you think do you think that fasts if they continue the way they're going are gonna supplant the need to subscribe to another svod service well I mean, first of all, the fast market is still relatively nascent, despite all the excitement around it. It has not yet really been demonstrated what the underlying economics are of fast services. And we've talked about this before. This ties ultimately ties back to what's going to happen with CTV advertising. Is it going to move from an upper funnel to a full funnel, as we've talked about, because there's a lot more money, a lot more money in the CTV ad space yeah. to the extent that it moves down funnel. 
if indeed that happens, which I personally believe it will, then that's an argument that there's going to be a lot more fast channels out there and that the quality of those fast channels is going to become ever better because the monetization of them is going to become ever better. If that happens, then as you just said about the mix of how what people subscribe to versus what they get for free suggests that free is going to get better and better. And that would suggest that, yeah, indeed, fast is going to start to impact the number of uh, SVOD subscriptions, or at least what people are willing to pay. So I think that's very much an open question. Um, and part of that, again, comes back to how quickly the CTV ad market transforms into a lower funnel. So I, yeah, for sure, that's an unknown at this point. Nobody knows the answer to that, but it's clearly an issue. Yeah, yeah. The So the other big thing, the other big pool of viewing is still traditional pay TV, right? And what we mm -hmm. know is it is declining pretty rapidly now. Um, so traditional, I think, lost 6 million subscribers last, last year. And I don't know about you, but I don't see any reason at all why that shouldn't continue uh, this year. Um, so that's that's one thing, and we are really spending a lot on those services. Will even even at the spending levels of last year, um, I calculated that we we as a nation spent ninety billion dollars on the big bundle. So that's for virtual MVPDs and for traditional pay TV, and so that's that's a that's a big chunk of change. But we only spent thirty billion on SVOD services. So the question being, if people keep leaving, if we see another 6 million subscriptions go away for traditional, doesn't that free up a whole bunch of money? Won't those houses then turn around and maybe subscribe to a lot more SVOD services to, to sort of make up the, the content pie so that they've still got plenty of things to watch? Wouldn't that also sort of, feed into the idea that SVOD spending is going to continue to grow as long as traditional uh, pay, t pay TV continues to decline. Yeah, I mean, that certainly impacts the queue, the quantity of, of SVOD services that people subscribe to. And then I guess the underlying question is, why do people subscribe to pay TV services anymore? And we know the answer to that primarily, not exclusively, but primarily is sports. And we also know that sports, as we've talked about many times in the podcast, are leaking over to streaming services. We know that from Apple MLS, Amazon MLB, uh, the NFL, Thursday night on Amazon. So, and those services, those sports to the extent that they land in streaming services really do need to be classified under SVOD because there is not a concept of a multi-channel bundle as there is in pay TV. So that would suggest, yes, as dollars move over just to follow sports alone, just as the rights move over, that SVOD, average SVOD spend per household is going to increase. So there's a big driver here, I think, related to how aggressively the big tech companies get with uh, sports rights. And, and I, th I think the next big deal that's up for grabs, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think the next big deal up for grabs is going to be the NBA national deal that uh, Discovery, that Time Warner, the Warner Brothers Discovery has. And uh, David Zaslav has already been public, publicly saying that he is not looking to pay up. He does not actually, I think more specifically, he has said that he does not believe having those rights 
are critical. So that's to say, I think that he's not prepared to competitively bid versus Amazon or Apple or whoever yeah, else, yeah. Google. So I think you can kind of sort of bet that the national package, the NBA national package is going to move to streaming within a couple of years. Yeah. And, and you know, Apple has been doing a great job with MLS. I've been reading Christopher Harris, who we had on the podcast a while ago from uh, World Soccer Talk. I've been reading his review and he, he's really positive on the coverage that Apple has provided mm-hmm. for MLS. Compares, He says it's way, way better than Fox, which is Fox uh, is carrying some of the games on traditional cable, on traditional pay TV. Uh, he says it's way better. The picture quality is great and the commentators are good and really enjoyable experience. So if that's any indication, um, maybe maybe streamies could end up being a better, better home for the NBA in the long run as well. So, yeah. Well, I, mean, I think we can fairly, I think we could fairly agree, Colin, that um, Apple, for example, have the infinite resources to hire the best producers, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. announcers, camera angles, you name it. So there's every reason to believe that sports coverage on Apple is going to be equal to, but likely better than anything that's been on cable or broadcast TV in the past. There are two other variables that we want to get to quickly here before uh, we wrap two other winds that are blowing. One relates to content budgets and one relates to tech innovation. I think you were going to take the content budgets and I was going to take the tech innovation. Yeah, so this is another one that, again, it's not clear what the impact will be. We do know that we're seeing a pullback in spending. We probably have passed the peak of peak TV. Um, We're seeing pullbacks in spending from folks like Disney, from Netflix, uh, and and more aggressively, I think, from uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, which is definitely cutting back a lot on the amount of content. The, the question is, Will, how, how badly does this affect SVOD services and, and also traditional TV? Because remember, those budgets are, <laughs> some of those budgets are being shared for traditional TV uh, as well as pay television, as, as, as well as SVOD. And I think that just because they're cutting back doesn't mean to say they're not still spending a lot. They are still spending a lot. And the truth is that the best content now is premiering on streaming first in many many circumstances so it doesn't obviate the need for streaming in fact it will probably continue to reinforce the need for streaming and for those o and o services from the from the big publishers of content in that area so even though we may have passed the peak of peak tv uh i don't think that that signals necessarily that there's going to be a dramatically less content in SVOD services so that there's a wave of people cancelling because well even if they were to do that where would they go because you know there's not necessarily a lot better content in traditional media and who wants to go back to that anyway right so said another way even slightly less peaky peaky tv peak tv uh, does not necessarily translate into a surge of 10 or 15 percent churn rate um, right or a dearth of content I, a dearth of stuff to view, well right? certainly not a dearth yeah i mean can a user can a netflix subscriber see the difference between 20 billion dollars a year spent on content versus 23 billion dollars yeah, probably not content? probably <laughs> probably not i mean that's a pretty marginal first world type of problem but um 
but who knows? Uh, you know, again, we're, I think we're agreeing that fundamentally P times Q equals positive going forward. It's really more the, the, the rate of positivity. Is it a 4% annual? Is it a 6%? Is it an 8%? Is it a 2%? And to some extent, less content and maybe even lower quality content has to play some role, but it's really hard to quantify. The last piece that we we're going to talk about is the role of technology innovation in driving SVOD acquisition and retention. And in this category, we have everything from things like the rollout of 8K TVs to AI-driven recommendation systems, which get users to what they're interested in quicker, therefore bring more value to the monthly subscription, voice recognition, other features like you know, YouTube just previewed this thing called MultiView. Granted, this is pay TV, not SVOD, but if SVOD streaming gets more sports rights, then this type of feature would be relevant, where they showed four windows simultaneously of the March Madness, which I actually watched a few times. I thought it was very clever, and I especially think it's clever how they quadrupled their ad inventory in the wave of a wand. Right. And so, Will, I just, <laughs> and just, a, just a quick comment on that. I think it's almost certain that they're going to have that feature when they release Sunday Ticket. And remember, Sunday Ticket is sure. going to be available without a subscription sure. to YouTube TV. So I think we will see that in that in that product. I 100% agree with you, Colin. I 100% agree with you. And so there again, various tech innovations, things that we haven't even thought about, whether it's, I mean, I hesitate to even use the word 3D because that was ridiculous and overhyped. But... Who knows what's going to happen to make viewer experiences more immersive going forward? So I, I would put that very much in the positive category. So yeah, yeah I would. And there too. are probably things. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Yeah, and 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 actually, I would say that there is a huge push inside of services, SVOD services, right now to make more money, to be more efficient, to be and t towards profitability, Will. And one of the quickest ways you can get there is if you can make your service more sticky, boost customer lifetime value and reduce churn, then you will automatically see revenues rise. And one of the best ways you can do that is help your customers find great stuff to watch, which is why I'm pretty convinced that we're gonna see some really interesting innovations using AI and machine learning that will really boost viewership will help consumers find more stuff to watch and keep them watching. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all that, Colin. And this whole AI thing has kind of burst on the scenes in the last six months. I think we're just scratching the surface in terms of what AI is going to do for all of us across all of our various parts of our lives. But for sure, it's going to have an influence on helping us get to content that we may not have ever heard about or even necessarily expressed an interest in overtly, explicitly, but all of a sudden something pops up that really grabs us. So I'm, I'm very bullish on AI's impact and all the recommendation stuff going forward. And so here we are just to wrap up. We have, I think, agreement that P times Q is positive going forward. We don't know what the rate of increase is going to be. We have a lot of different factors that are blowing through. 
some that could be slightly negative, some that could be more just straight up business model changes of, you know, whether something is considered a paid service or a free service. We have questions around what the big tech companies are going to do, what Peak TV does, technology innovations, cord cutting, the reallocation of money. Uh, but I would say overall, I mean, SVOD is probably not even the proper acronym to the extent that these services integrate live sports. So it's really, they're more just streaming services than SVOD, but that arguably that category is only going in one direction going forward. I think we agree on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you add into the, uh, add in the fact that we're seeing these price increases too, yep, I think it's only going one way and that's up and to the right. Hey, before we wrap up, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Michael Paul, who is moving on from running the streaming business at Disney. Wonderful guy who I've interviewed over the years. And um, his successor, I do not know Joe Early, but I'm sure he's very well competent, very competent as well. Uh, so just wanted to give Michael a quick shout out. And as the world turns, the seats and streaming leadership continue to <laughs> move around here as we know sure. but one thing that's permanent is end screen media and video news and inside the stream those chairs will never get changed that is that is absolutely <laughs> true until they carry until they carry us out feet first we're just going to keep plowing on here <laughs> that's true but i think we're just about out of time we are out of time colin great chatting great discussing these issues and thanks everyone for listening we'll see you all again next week Inside the Stream is a production of in-screen media and video news, all rights reserved.